And instead of just looking at all the great things you did today, they focus on the big thing that they didn't get done today and they feel defeated or deflated. But if you look back and say, holy shit, I sent out you know, 13 emails, I had four Zoom calls, I made two new connections, I had 32 new followers. And you look at these little wins, it makes you feel like, yes, today was awesome. And it's another big step towards getting to that big goal. So wait, hold on. You just called your to-do list a victory list, right? Because I love that. Welcome to Sub Babe, your one-stop shop for stories, trends, and PSAs so you can live your best life. I'm your host, DJ Rosé, but you can call me Nicole. I'm a serial entrepreneur, fashion lover, and music addict. I'm like Cher from Clueless, but with a little more brains and a little less blonde. Today on the show, we have a very special guest, and we are chatting about winning big in music and being super authentic in life with Clinton Sparks. Welcome, Clinton. Sup, babe? We were just having a regular conversation. All of a sudden, you went into like, let me put my sexy voice on. <laughs> you, where, where did this voice come? You wrote me a time like, yeah, let's have some cookies. And then you're like, I'm a little less blonde. I'm glad that that's my sexy voice like some people have told me that they fall asleep to this podcast and I'm like what about my voice makes you tired well there's there's a fine line between sexy and sleepy so (laughs) that's amazing thank you so much I just want to say Clinton it's an honor to have you on I look up to you so much I love everything that you're working on I love how you're a multi-hyphen entrepreneur. And I think that our girls can learn so much from having you on with us today. So I will give a little background on you and then I'm going to ask for you to fill in any blanks. Can I first first thank you for those kind words? They mean a lot to me. And I know uh, a lot of times successful people are used to hearing that uh, flattering things, but I'm never ever used to hearing it. And I really appreciate you taking the time to say those nice things to me. And I can uh-huh. learn. And as much as the girls can learn from me, I continually learn a lot from the girls. So yeah, <laughs> I love I love Juliana. She's a gem. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for saying that, Glenn. And once again, this is exactly why I'm so stoked to talk to you because you're so fucking real. You're so humble. Yes, we say that here. So you feel free to say whatever you feel. You're so humble. You're so authentic. And you really are genuine. And you say what's on your mind. And that, to me, makes such an interesting conversation. Sometimes people don't like it. Well, you and I both <laughs> okay. know. I'm from I'm from Boston. I'm very matter of fact. I'm very honest. If, even if like, dude, you want to, if you want to get there, and I'm going to tell you how, you can't have soft feelings and get mad that I'm saying some things that might not be comfortable to hear. I'm just telling you how to get there. Yeah. If some of the shit, if some of the shit I say gets you upset, then maybe you don't really want to fucking go there. Sometimes I wish people would be real with me. Like, tell me if there's something I'm doing wrong or that really fucking bothers you. You know, I'm going to get like a slew of DMs from people who have some some other kind of feelings after this episode airs. But that's okay because feedback helps you improve. Okay, so guys, Clinton Sparks, I'm sure you've heard of him. In case you want the extra scoop, he is an American DJ, a Grammy-nominated multi-platinum record producer, a 
songwriter, a radio host. He's done this before. He's sold over 75 million records. I'm going to say that again. 75 mil, babes. He's also a marketing boss with his own agency called Get Familiar that helps brands amplify their voice and their messages. He's worked with literally everyone you know and love like Beyonce, Lady Gaga, Rick Ross, Eminem, Kanye, Pitbull, Diddy, and more. I'm just going to pause right there. Can you please tell us the Pitbull story? (laughs) The one that we were Um, talking about? Oh, I would know. Well, because we were talking about people that like you and I always say yes yeah. to everything. And sometimes you overwhelm yourself or you overschedule yourself because you just want to do everything for everybody, right? Yep. And I was talking about how I'm getting to a point where I still want to say yes, but I need someone next to me that says yes, but not when he said he can do it. It has to be this day because right. he's already busy. And I was talking about how another person I know, Pitbull, was somebody that built a career off saying yes because – you know, since since I've known him since 2000, you know, DJs would want him to do features or drops or freestyles or show up at their gigs. And he would literally say yes to everybody. And obviously that attributes to a lot of his success yeah. because he really had the DJs in his corner. If his name was on it, they would just play it. Yep. And that's because everybody loved Pitbull because he, he loved them. I was with him, I don't know, a few years back. I remember he was finally getting to a point where he hated to feel this way. But it got to a point where it was like, I got to stop saying yes. Yep. Like, I, I literally do a million different businesses and have all these things going on that as much as I want to still do everything every DJ asks me to do, it's just physically not possible. And, but, you know, it's a testament to him and his success on, on why he said yes for the first 15 years of his career to everything. And, you know, that's a big reason why I think he's successful. I think it's a big reason why I've been successful because I've always – just said yes if so can you help me yes it wasn't like well it depends it was yeah. just like yes you know what i mean and then sometimes like oh damn it you know what I mean? yeah like, you're like shit did i put yeah. all that on the same day i feel that way sometimes it's it's like you i want to do all of it too and i'm sure you are busier than me but it's like sometimes yeah i think i'm just not good at scheduling myself that's what it well there's, there's a story in my new book how to win big in the music business yeah Forward written by Damon John. I'm so excited um, about sto- that. <laughs> Thank you. There's a story in my book where I talk about, you know, saying yes. And then the moral of the story is like being a person of your word. But I said yes to going and doing my, my friend's boyfriend's conference in New York. I didn't know the guy. Okay. I was just doing it as, as a favor because she asked me. And then like the next day, Eminem's manager, Paul Rosenberg, hit me and was like, hey, Em wants you. He's going to be performing at the Boston Garden. He wants to bring you on stage. Do you want to come? But I had already said yes yeah. to somebody else. And I couldn't go on stage in my hometown with Eminem shouting me out. Instead, I had to drive in the snow to New York to somebody I don't even know that I said yes to and do this event. You know, in the end, it ended up getting me to become a host on E! News for five years and whatnot because of that. Wow. From that one event, that was the, another opportunity well, you got? Well, the kid that I didn't know, the unknown kid, ended up going on becoming <laughs> Ben Lyons, who was the movie critic on E! News. And then wow. he had pitched them, oh, we should get a music version of me. My buddy Clinton Sparks would be awesome. He called me and then, then I ended up being on E! News for five years because one, I said yes, and two, I stuck to my word. Not many people would have found out that Eminem wants him to come on stage would have, would have not went to that thing in New York. For sure. I'm like shocked that you held, like it shows so much integrity. 
Well, I mean, the fact that people would be shocked means that most people would have done the wrong thing. Exactly. You know I mean? So yep. the right thing was sticking by your word and doing what you said you were going to do. It's, I even teach my son this all the time. He told our neighbors he was going to help them shovel the other day because they were doing something in their backyard. And he was like, ah, oh, dad, I don't feel like going. I was like, bro, you can't back out, man. You got to be a man of your word. If you say you're going to do something, they're relying on you. That's the mark of a horrible individual that backs <laughs> out. And I go, and you're not going to become that kind of person. So he ended up going over and doing his job. I love that. I think, you know, so I grew up in the Midwest. You're from Boston, right? Maybe it's more similar there where it's like, I grew up, you did what you said you were going to do, you know? And then when you get to the coast, like New York, LA, where we both are, I think there is more of a laissez-faire attitude, if you will. But that was not how I was raised. Like you didn't do like, and also I'm Italian, right? So it's like your word's all you're good for. (laughs) Say what you mean and mean what you say. Exactly. Exactly. So did I miss anything like on your journey that we need to mention? We're going to get in more into the book. Definitely so many gems there that I want to pull out of you. I love so much that you're a multi-hyphen creative entrepreneur. I think that was a pretty good background, right? Is there anything else important? Uh, no, that's good enough. That's <laughs> <laughs> good enough. It's only like 20 things that you do. Uh, I mean, one of the things I'm most excited about, well, a couple of things is... I don't know if you know, but I was like running business development for the number one esports gaming org in the world. Yes, I saw that. It, so like I helped bring it from a zero to $240 million valuated company. And I brought in like really big investors from Pitbull to Offset to Swaley, Yogati, DJ Paul, Troy Carter, Ray J, like a whole bunch of people. And, you know, being in that space, being someone that's always kind of like helped shape and shift culture my entire career uh, from fashion to music to, to whatever, when I got into this space, which was new for me, which is gaming and esports, I knew exactly yeah. I knew exactly what to do to kind of push it forward culturally, and I knew how to like, you know, implement other pieces, other industries and sectors of those industries, the cool factor into esports, which we could then push this organization into the mainstream. But when I was there, I noticed a huge lack—not just that, not there, but in the entire space—a lack of diversity and inclusion. I noticed it was like not really many women being represented. Yeah, I was gonna say that. I was like, because I don't know that much about esports, right. so you're this is education for me. Right. Well, right. So in whether it was gameplay or even you know in the background, you know, executive wise, there wasn't many women. But I know that there's a lot of girls that were into gaming and stuff. So I left and started my own esports organization about eight weeks ago called Xset X S E T. Uh, com, And our, one of our missions, first of all, we've done more in eight weeks than orgs have done in eight years. We've been a New York Times, a Hollywood reporter. Like we're in the press every single week. We just signed uh, the world champion, all female CSGO team. We, we represent a lot of social good causes. So we're the team that's really aimed at pushing diversity and inclusion forward and making it cool into gaming and esports. And we're doing a great job so far. Like we can't even stop our inbound traffic from people wanting to do business with us. Cause you know, like you said, it's all about authenticity and you can't fake cool. You can't fake, you know, yep. being real. You could look at the history of my career and say, you know, this dude's been doing killer shit for 20 years. It's not like I just decided to do it or I'm acting like I want to do it. My receipts go for 20 years and everything I've been a part of has won. You know what I mean? So like, I'm not so, I don't, I don't even have any failures in my history. Everything I set my mind to, I make it work and I make it win and I make sure everyone wins 
that's a part of it. So that's what I'm going to do. I think you have like a winning attitude. Tell us more about that. I mean, that wasn't even something I was going to ask you, but that's what we really need to know. I mean, it kind of goes to your book, right, I guess, right, right? right? So hold on, let's let's back up for a second because one thing that you've said it's so many interesting things there and we definitely need to touch on all of that. First of all, you mentioned that XSET has a charity component. I also love that your new EP has a charity component. My favorite is When We Fell In Love. Guys, check it out. It's a very 90s R&B throwback vibe. We're both dressed kind of 90s. Yeah, it's called, it's, I mean, I, I look like Hollister 1994 right now. But uh, <laughs> You do look Hollister. Yeah, so like even that, like you just mentioned my EP. Like I do so many things that I don't even remember them all, right? So I just dropped my EP a week ago. It's got four songs. It's, the EP is called 93, and the whole vibe is very 90s R&B. And it's me singing. A lot of people don't know, like I had major record deals at both Interscope and Republic Records, if you don't even know it's me singing on the records, which is ridiculous because it's music videos. I was wondering. <laughs> There's music videos out there. But yeah, so I'm really excited about that EP. And like you were saying, all of my proceeds, all of the money that's generated from my EP goes to a children's nonprofit out of Atlanta. It's called Communities in School. And what they do is support and empower and help kids to stay in school. I'm a huge fan of helping the future in, in children because, you know, my dad wasn't around and my mom worked in jobs. So like, I've always felt like, like I didn't have, really? no disrespect to my mom, but she had to work her ass off to support us, right? So she wasn't able to be around as much as like, you know, a parent would like course, to be. And my yeah. dad was just, you know, fucking alcoholic. So like, he wasn't there. So I'm huge, huge, huge ambassador of being a good parent, especially being a dad because I'm a dad. How old's your son, by the way? Uh, 16. Oh my God. Okay. He's like almost a man now. So, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I can't stand deadbeat dads. I don't like men that mistreat women. I don't like men that don't take care of their, their children or anyway, that's a whole nother topic. So anyways, uh, yes. No, it's a, it's a, thank you for sharing all of that, by the way, too, because we, I mean, we've had some other guests come on and talk to us too about issues with their fathers. Like I, and I was laughing. I was like, I don't know. I mean, I've had my own daddy issues. I don't know one person who had like an easy road with their dad the whole time. You well, know? My, my son did. Oh, well, yes, because obviously you're fucking awesome. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> you know? right. But most people don't have that experience. But I think that's really cool that you guys are doing that with charity. By the way, little plug, I am on the board of UNICEF Next Gen. So if you ever want to do something with us, nice. I am here for it. So keep me posted if you have ideas. Well, thank you for doing that. But yeah, so, you know, obviously I want to do that because I want to help give kids the opportunity to win, you know, and you got to yep. you got to give them the tools to win, even with my esports organization, you know, most of I've watched it with rappers, I've watched it with athletes, I've watched it with influencers, YouTubers, they come up and they get success. Then you get like the system or the machine or like managers or companies and like, mm-hmm. oh, they're popular, let's sign them or let's give them a shitty deal, let's milk them until they're not popular anymore, throw them away and then find the next new young person. So what, what hasn't happened, I've seen over yeah. my total career, is no one ever mentors or leads or guides these kids that don't know better, whether you're an athlete or a rapper, an influencer, a, a podcaster. Oh my God. For me as a young DJ, there were no women DJs. I've been DJing for like nine years out of my mm. house longer in, you know, solo right. in private concerts, if right. you will. But the same thing, because there was really no one even for me to look up to, you know, other than like Nicole Mortimer, like I didn't know her personally, uh-huh. you know yeah. what I mean? And at first too, it was so competitive. Girls didn't want to to help each other. And I found my girl squad yeah. of DJs over the years, right. but 
I know exactly what you're talking about. And I think it's so super important. Okay, so something that I really want to dig in with you about because I am so uber fascinated. I like spent all weekend stalking your Instagram, just reading your comments because they're so real. They're so true. They're so insightful. You write all these yourself, right? I mean, it's like your own personal journal. These take a lot of time and it's like the inner workings of the Clinton brain. Am I right? Yeah, 100%. (laughs) So yeah, do people actually have ghostwriters for their Instagram? (laughs) I mean, yeah, for sure. Tons of people do. You hear about a lot of celebrities that don't manage their own profiles and yours is just I love how much insight I get into who you are as a person from reading it. I could tell, you know, you, we wrote a post recently about, you know, telling other celebs, leaders, CEOs not to be dicks. You were calling people out. I love how kind of fearless you are about your message. You said something so deep too about not stopping to celebrate yourself and always, I mean, look, it's incredible how many businesses you have. And obviously all of them have been successful, which is not something I can say. So that's like absolutely amazing that you've been able to win from all those different areas. But you even said that like your brain is hardwired to just continue, hustle, hit the next goal. And then you mentioned that you're working on celebrating yourself more and pausing more. How are you doing that? Like from one DJ to another, like, please, I would love to know. (laughs) How do I celebrate myself more? Yeah, what, yeah, how are you doing that? How are you working that advice into your life? You know, for me to answer that, for those that are just paying attention, didn't read what you read. One of the things I talked about was like, I've been so focused at always winning, which is why, like I said a minute ago, I never fail. Well, most people would imagine making it. I couldn't imagine not. So that's what I say in my book. And so I I don't really celebrate myself and I don't really celebrate wins. Like I could raise a million dollars today for my company and tomorrow it's like yesterday didn't happen. And every day I have to feel accomplished. And if I don't get enough done, which is why I literally have a little victory list, right? So every day I know what I have to do. Because a lot of times why yep. people get deflated is they have this big lofty goal that's maybe even unrealistic for some people to get to, right? And, and they never celebrate the little steps or the, or the wins every day that will help them get there. And instead of just looking at all the great things you did today, they focus on the big thing that they didn't get done today and they feel defeated or deflated. But if you look back and say, holy shit, I sent out you know, 13 emails, I had four Zoom calls, I made two new connections, I had 32 new followers. And you look at these little wins, it makes you feel like, yes, today was awesome. And it's another big step towards getting to that big goal. So I've done that my whole- So wait, hold on. You just called your to-do list a victory list, right? Because I love that. Gonna start doing that. Yeah. That's amazing. I uh, never thought, I mean, I do the same thing as you. And sometimes when I'm feeling, you know, that pit in your stomach where you're like, why the hell didn't I get everything done? Right. I'll read the ones I did get done. And you're right. right. It does make you feel so much better. Because you're, you're running so fast. You forget everything you did during the day. I do it all the time. I mean, there'll be days that I have like, like four wins in one day that somebody would a whole month would be like, I had the greatest month ever. You know what I mean? And it just one of those will be in yeah. my day. And I, and I'm so hard on myself that the next day, I don't even recognize that I just landed this deal. I just scored that. I just made this happen. That was yesterday. And I forgot about it. You know what I mean? So you're just so motivated and so driven. Is it what keeps you so locked into your goals? My family, uh, their future, my coming from, you know, being broke and not having anything and living in my car for a while and, you know, just eating uh, saltine and mustard sandwiches 
uh, for dinner. So it's really never wanted to go back there. It's, you know, a lot of it was, was fueled by fear with the fear of like not having again. So I have a lot, but I also know that you can lose things very quickly. I also know there's a hundred people that want your position. I also know that there's a whole world of opportunities out there. So I don't take any of that for granted. And I take advantage of every opportunity that I can take advantage of. Um, but to answer your question about how do I celebrate things now? Cause I want to make sure if somebody was like, oh, how does he do it? <laughs> right. So, so yeah. now, <laughs> man, he moved on. So now like I just worked on the, the whole work-life balancing you hear people talking about, right? So when I ha- when you have this list, it's very easy to now quantify what you've accomplished today. So now I, I might do so much shit by two yep. that I'm like, you know, I killed it today. And I'm going to go chill and go swim in the pool with my son now. Good you know for what I mean? Like, yeah. Before I would work until I was too tired to work anymore. I'd get up and go right back to work again. Now I actually say, man, you know what? This is a lot. And by the way, if I go take a two-hour break, the world's not going to end. I can come back later on and get some more work done. So I, I give myself yeah. a realistic goal now every day. And anything above that is just bonuses. But before, I used to give myself, like I mentioned earlier, like an unrealistic goal. Like, I got to get all of this done today. And if I don't, I feel whack at the end of the day that I didn't get my whole list done. So you got to just make a realistic goal. You have one big plan. And then maybe you say, I want to get that done by the end of the week. And then you have all your other things that you do throughout the week. That's kind of like your little victory list. And all of those little victories are helping you get, it's like getting to the top of the staircase. You can't just jump to the top. You know what I mean? You get, you go up each step. So like today I went up three steps. Yay. Tomorrow, four more steps. Yay. By the end of the week, I'm at the top. I just want to break this down for everybody because I'm so fascinated and I had no idea this is where we were going, but I love it. So for each week, you'll have one big goal. Probably it relates to one of your businesses, right? Because you do so many things. How could you be focusing on multiple big goals on each in a week? That would, for me, that would be overwhelming. I don't know if I'm, just want to see if I'm getting this right. So you'll set out like maybe Sunday night, pick one big goal in one of the businesses that you want to reach that week and other smaller goals and, you know, multiple things that you're working on. And you'll do a couple of steps off your victory list each day. And then you'll hope, you know, you get to that goal by Friday. Is that kind of how it works? Yeah, yes. Sort of. I mean, I have, <laughs> I have bigger goals, right? So I don't have one set for the end of the week. I have them every day, right? And I also don't set it up for Sunday. I write a list every day because the other thing you have to be mindful of is changes and being able to pivot. Right. Yep. And also, you have to plan for failure. If you don't plan for failure, then you won't know how to deal with it when it happens. So you have to like leave a buffer for failure, like a couple extra hours in case something goes wrong. Is that what you mean? Right. Yeah, and then, well, even in life, there's your whole big plan up to life or whatever your goal is. Part of making a plan to get to your goal is planning for failure. So, you know, you can do that by days. You can do that on your list. You can do it for a week or do it for your whole plan. We're getting really fragmented about what we're talking about right now because I'm just giving you pieces and pieces because you're asking me different questions. <laughs> but yes, what you just said basically is it's the simplest form. Sort of how you do it. You add in planning time for things to go wrong. Yeah, but you might have new things that happen today that roll over tomorrow and don't get stressed out about it. Just add it to your to-do list tomorrow. And then push something that's less urgent off. I don't push things. I just <laughs> add another thing to my list tomorrow. So is there ever too much on your list? What happens if it if the list gets too deep for one day? Uh, then yeah, then I move them over to tomorrow. 
Okay, that's cool. Okay, I love it. I, I'm a classic, like, put way too much shit on my to-do list everyday person. Yeah. It's like a disease that I need to go to rehab for because it yeah. stresses me out. But doing what you're talking about, reviewing the list helps. Well, you really don't have to go to rehab for it because the fact that you just acknowledged it is already the first fix. So if you realize what you're doing wrong, and this goes with anybody for anything in life, people will say all the time, yeah, you know, I suck at this or, man, I need to get better at this. And then, then just fucking do it. You already know that that's your problem. You already know that what you need to fix, what the fuck are you waiting for? And I think that's what people's problem is, even when it comes to like personal trauma, yeah. even when it comes to like issues you have, you know, daddy issues or whatever it is, people like have this theory where it's like, I'm on this long journey to healing. No, it's not a long journey. It's just a fucking decision. You just decide right now, I'm not going to let this bother me anymore. Or this is not my fault. Or there's nothing I can change about this. Or here's what I can change and I'm going to start right now. And I think that's what people's major problem is. They use, people need a crutch. People need an excuse. Mm -hmm. People need a scapegoat. And people need a reason, right? I watch it all the time. Like I literally sit here and watch people argue and I'm like, oh my God, it's, it's such a simple fix. I don't see how yeah. Right? But it's like, and like one piece of advice I'll give to like, everyone's in relationships, right? So this, apply this to your relationships, right? If you find yourself having the same fight with somebody over and over again, it's your fucking fault. And I'll tell you why. Because if, say, for instance, you and your boyfriend. My non-existent right? boyfriend. <laughs> All right. Well, 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 the arguments you'll have with your future boyfriend, right? Yeah, my future boyfriend. <laughs> so what will end up happening is like most times people will say, well, if you didn't do this, well, if you listen to me, well, if you didn't da-da-da, over and over and over and over again, you have the same fights over and over in the same way of resolving it. When you have a fight, same fight with somebody over and over again, you're kind of an idiot because you know what triggers them. You know how they receive your messaging. You know how you convey your messaging and communicate. Right. You already have all the ammunition and all the information to then better approach it. It's like going to war, knowing where the enemy's hiding, what kind of guns they have, and when they're going to jump out. You know that about the person you're dating or that your, your husband or whoever is, even, yeah. your, even your boss. You know your boss or your employee. Everybody knows instead of like, okay, I know how they are. Now I'm going to change the way that I approach things so I have a better experience. Instead, they go, I hate dealing with that guy. He's an asshole because of this. Well, if you already know that's how they act, then it's up to you to approach it differently to get the yeah. outcome that you want to get. And if you just sit there and complain and wait for them to make a change to appease you, then you're really the one fucking up because you already have the tools to now change the outcome of the situation because you know how that person, whether it's your boss, employee, kid, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it is, if you assume responsibility for everything, then guess who's now in charge of being able to fix everything? You. You're so, you're so right. A hundred percent. I That is. You hold all the power. You hold all the power. If you assume responsibility to fix everything or responsible for anything that's broken, then now you have the power to fix it. I. 100% agree. I'm speechless. I needed this motivational pep talk today. You have no idea. This is amazing. <laughs> You're so awesome. Okay. So I just want to, I don't want to take up too, too much Thank of your you. time, but I do want to go a little bit deeper inside your book. I know you've mentioned a couple of things here just to reiterate. It's called How to Win Big in the Music Business. And we're going to drop a link in our show notes for everybody who's interested in checking out more about it. Winbiginmusic.com. Winbiginmusic.com. Winbiginmusic. The forward is written by Shark Tank's Damon John. How to Win Big in Music. But by the way, the principles and values I teach in this book 
are transferable to any any industry. That was what I was going to ask. Your personal yeah. relationships. Yeah, it's not just about here's how you upload to Spotify. Here's how you get a DJ gig. For it's sure. not that at all. It's really the psychology and the mentality of how to win big in, in life. But I just wrote the music business because I have, I've enjoyed a lot of success in the music business. So for me to come out writing a book, How to Win Big in Life, would be harder for someone to kind of warm up to me than if I wrote a book that you associate me with winning big in the music business. So, Although I feel like you're a big winner in life. I mean, you have a lot, your businesses are in different areas. You know, they're, it's really different sectors. And I think that's so cool that you're knowledgeable in so many different facets of business. Okay, so this is what we really want to know. You've kind of touched on it. I'm assuming one of them is going to be accountability, but I want to let you tell us what are your top three tips for winning big in life and then we're going to get people really excited about reading the book. Networking. Networking. Uh, is a massive play. I mean, a lot of people may be introverted or they feel shy or they don't feel like they're on the level to reach out or talk to somebody or share ideas with certain people. And I think they're doing themselves a disservice. I mean, I can't tell you how many times something positive came out of me simply just asking somebody for mm-hmm. something. But there's also, there's a part to that asking somebody for something you don't ask anybody for anything unless you can provide value to them of equal or greater value for what you're asking of them that's one of the nucleuses of my success was being able to add value to other people and i never ask anybody for anything without being able to present them with something in return and that's part of networking so reaching out to people and using your mastering art what does art stand for automatic resourceful thinking right so what do i mean by that is when something goes wrong, instead of sitting there saying, oh, shit, this didn't work out the way it is. I'm super bummed. God damn it, this person wasn't in the way or if this didn't happen. And you sit there and you wallow and you, no, second something happens wrong, I'm like, cool, how do I fix it? Who do I know that can help yeah. me fix it? Where do I go to get this fixed? What connection do I have that can help me connect to that? So that's automatic, resourceful thinking, mastering art. Wait, you know what's crazy, though? I, I've talked about this with other DJs. We're like professional problem solvers. So that's probably something that you've learned a long time ago, When even when you were starting out in the music business, is just there's always shit going wrong at events. You got to know how to fix it and jump around and handle everybody. Well, that's a good point, but I learned mine far before I was a DJ. Mine was more like yeah. surviving in life. Okay, um, yes, childhood. And, but yeah, I know how you're referencing it. Like all of a sudden the music stops. You got to figure out what, what plug, what's not plugged in, what's not done. Right? So, so I, I, I get that. I get that. Thing. Um, but yeah, for sure. Um, what was that? Two things I said, mastering art, network. Yeah, so we have networking, we have mastering art, and then your third one. I think another thing that really helped me win too is like, everybody wants to like be famous. They want to be rich. They want to be successful. They want to do all these things, right? And you have some people that are willing to put in part-time, you know, to achieve that success because maybe they got a full-time job, maybe they got a family, like maybe they got other things that only allow them to put in part-time. Then you have other people that are really kind of focused and dedicated and they put in full-time. Then you have people that are really go hard and they really want to win. And this is their priority and they'll go overtime, you know, to make, to, to really win. But one thing that I've- I think I'm in that category. You're definitely in that category. Well, no, I'm in the next category. Then you have, oh, there's a next category? Then you have other people that are willing to put in big time. What is big time? All the time, every time. And what I mean by that is I'm always on. There's never a time that I'm turned off and I'm like, ah, oh, I'm watching the game. I'm not worried about this. Or, I'm over here chasing girls. I'm not like whatever it is, I'm never not on. I'm never not thinking about anything around me, how this cannot help or how I can help. 
So that's being like on and being aware big time. If you want to achieve big time success, then you got to be willing to put in big time to, to work. Um, I mean, I can keep going on, but I mean, even earlier, it's like just being a person of your word, being honest, being yeah. trustworthy. I mean, I will lose money before I let my reputation get damaged or tarnished. I don't care about, I don't care about money that much. I care more about doing the right thing. If you go to the history of my life and you ask anybody, you'll just get a long list of people that just say, he does good business, he's honest, he shows up, he over delivers, he does what he says, and he's a good dude to do business with. So I pride myself I think that. that's a good one too, is I try to do this as a general rule. I promise what I 100% know we can do, and then I almost always over deliver, right? right? But I, I never over promise because that causes so many problems and some factors are out of your control sometimes. One of know? the things I see people do, and I mentioned this in my book too, is they oversell and they uh, they try to sell people on. If you feel that convincing somebody to invest or buy or do something that you want them to do, and it doesn't bring great benefit or value to them, but you still convince them to do that, that doesn't make you a great salesperson. It makes you a con artist. So I think that's one of the biggest things that people need to focus on too is, is it equally as beneficial to them as it is to me? Like, look, think about it. When you're finding somebody that you may be attracted to and you're considering dating them, you say to yourself, you look at characteristic traits or you know things about them that are interesting to you, like whether it's are they funny, are they nice, are they good looking, do they have a good job? Like you look at all the attributes. How's it hanging? Yeah, you look at you, <laughs> you look at all the attributes of like this is what I'm looking for, but almost nobody ever says, do I fill all the buckets for what they're looking for? Almost no one does that. So if you no, I wonder that I asked somebody on a date recently that and he went out and told me he's like, oh, yeah, you're you have, you're very interesting. You're d very different. And I was like, yeah, I get that a lot. I'm a weirdo. <laughs> We're aware. <laughs> but yes, you're right. If you're not thinking that way, you're missing a big piece of the puzzle. Right. Right. And if you do that with customers, if you do that in relationships, if you do that with business, you just do that with anything in life. The minute you care about the other person as much as you care about yourself, that's a massive key to life that you're just going to have a much better life and much more success. That is amazing. Okay. I feel like that is a good note to wrap this up on. Sure. Clinton, okay, we know we can get the book. Can you just remind us the website, your Instagram, anything else I'm missing? Yeah. So, well, the book is at winbiginmusic.com. My website is clintonsparks.com. You can go see all the businesses I'm a part of. You right. can look at my history and see whatever products I have available. And then at Clinton Sparks on all socials, Instagram, Snap, TikTok, Facebook, at Clinton Sparks. Perfect. I'm still figuring out TikTok. You're, you're a master at TikTok too? What the fuck? And, and, and Triller. You got to get familiar with Triller as well. Triller's oh on, on the come up. Yeah. So, and then also if you, if you, you or your kids or your brother or anybody else or even Anybody out there that's interested in esports and gaming, follow us at XSET, that's XSET on Instagram. But yeah, it was amazing being on here. Thank you so much. You said a lot of flattering things. I'm really appreciative of that. And thank you for talking about my book and giving me a platform to get people familiar and allowing me the privilege to talk to your audience. To... By the way, my book is free. It's oh, yeah, I know. I know. The <laughs> online, you can get a free copy, right? And then yeah. if, okay. Yeah, you... So you can get the book for free. So if you really care about winning big, and this is the book you need to get for free. It's winbiginmusic.com.
And I appreciate being on your show. I love that you did that, by the way. That's so fucking cool. You are awesome. I hope that we can be like virtual friends and do this again with a cocktail sometime. Why, why can't it be real friends? Wait, real friends. Whenever I can get on a plane uh, to LA, I will certainly let you know when I am in your vicinity, uh, sir. Thank you so much. This awesome. was amazing. We really appreciate your time, Clinton. Thank you. Girls, if you loved what you heard today, please remember to subscribe. Hit five stars. You can add us on Instagram at DJ Nicole Rose and at Sup Babe Pod. We hope we've brightened your day and taught you a little something extra special, but that's all for now. Don't forget to tune in Mondays and Wednesdays in the morning to Sup Babe, your one-stop shop for living your best life. XOXO. XOXO.